You're listening to Drumming for Justice with Flood the Drummer. Hello everybody, I'm Flood the Drummer, and thanks for making time to listen to Drumming for Justice. It's Thursday, June 19th. At the time of this recording, trending on Twitter are black wrestlers' responses to the news that wrestling legend Hulk Hogan has been reinstated into the WWE Hall of Fame three years after being erased due to an audio recording of him admitting he's a little bit racist and referring to his daughter's black boyfriend as a fucking nigger. It's not just wrestling fans who are talking about this issue. The return of Hulk Hogan has captured the attention of the sports world at large. Joining me today to discuss this is early 80s and 90s wrestling fan and shock jock, Ike Raw. Ike Raw, welcome back to the Drumming for Justice podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what up? So listen, man, it's Throwback Thursday, and I thought it appropriate that we start this podcast episode about Hulk Hogan with our earliest childhood memory about wrestling and Hogan. So I'm putting you on the spot. What's your earliest memory of Hulk Hogan? Well, the earliest memory of Hulk Hogan is definitely the body slam of Andre the Giant, WrestleMania mm. 3, mm-hmm. at the potty in Silver Dome. Truthfully, mm-hmm. uh, when he came to the WCW and revealed that he was down with NWO, yeah, uh, he, he mean turn bad guy. Everybody know about that. I mean, Hulk Hogan is definitely a legend in the game. He, you know, he's definitely you can't tell the book of wrestling without mentioning Hulk Hogan. Mm, that's a good quote. You can't tell the book of wrestling without talking mentioning Hulk Hogan. People have kind of said that in the wake of his return, that despite you know his hateful words and his hateful rhetoric. That he's a legend, and you 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 really can't have that conversation about wrestling without talking about him. But before before we go too far, my earliest memory, and I'm actually writing about this um, for a piece that will accompany this podcast. I remember in elementary school putting a puzzle together. Uh, we had free time. Remember, you know, shout out to free time. I used to have free time in school. You could you know just kind of do stuff. And I was putting together this puzzle, and I remember seeing this puzzle on the bottom shelf. It had the old school block WWF logo on it and I pulled it out and it was a Hulk Hogan picture of uh, a puzzle with him probably from like 89 maybe 1990 with the the big blue eagle old school eagle WWF belt ripping off the shirt and uh I remember him slamming Yokozuna uh I'm not old enough to remember in in real time the, the Andre the Giant slam but he also slammed Yokozuna which was a big deal I remember in 94 him going to WCW amid a big fanfare, uh, Mr. Nanny, that really terrible movie uh, he filmed. Um, but I think for me, my biggest earliest memory of Hogan is when, to your point, is when uh, 1996 Bash of the Beach, Hulk Hogan re- was revealed as the third man uh, in the NWO, uh, or which was a faction that would soon become known as NWO, uh, joining Scott Hall, who was formerly Razor Ramon in the WWF, and Kevin Nash, who was formerly Diesel. Uh, were you a big NWO fan? Oh, absolutely. That was I me. Mean, I've been down with WCW since back in the day, like Magnum T.A., Nikita Koloff, Dusty oh, Rose. Oh, old school NWA days. Yeah. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Back in the NWA days. So you remember the the vicious four horsemen and how they used to beat Dusty Rhodes and leave him bloody? Yeah, every every listen, wrestling used to come on at one o'clock. It always used to go off for somebody fighting every week to get you prepared. You always used to hear uh what's what's my man's name? Uh Tony Schiavone in the background. That's crazy. <laughs> Dusty. We'll see you next week. I don't know what's going on. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Two o'clock, like, damn man, I gotta go outside. You gotta go outside. Maybe. Who do you think was a better wrestler call uh, commentator? Terry Schiavone, Tony Schiavone or, or Jim Ross? Definitely Jim Ross. Yeah, yeah. Definitely Jim Ross. Yeah. I mean, he, he showed Tony Schiavone. He paved show. He told he showed Tony Schiavone. I used to listen to Jim Ross back in you. Uh, what was it called? You, uh, UWF back in the day. Okay. Doctor Def Steve Williams and I used yeah. to come on forty eight, like in eleven night. Yeah. Jim Ross used to be commentating them Jones back in the day. Kerry Von Eric, the Von Erics, and all of them. Yeah. I think Jim Ross did his best work in the mid nineties at WWF. Yeah, exactly. um, calling on Monday Night Raw and on pay per views uh, uh, when when Undertaker threw uh, mankind off the top of the cage. My God, my God, my God! <laughs> he's like, I think he's dead. He's broken in half. My God, yeah. he's dead. Or or when Kane two stone Pete Rose. Pete Rose, Pete Rose, Pete Rose just got two stone. <laughs> and Jim Ross was hype and shit like. With Austin, I mean, he's stutter, stutter, stutter. Uh, I mean, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jim Ross definitely can sell the match. He definitely, he definitely is a commentator you need to have, man. Yeah, but you know, if you go to a wrestling match live, and I've been blessed to go to a few of them when, when I was younger, you go to a wrestling match live and you watch it without the commentary, you really realize how big of a deal that color commentating is. It's not yeah, the absolutely. same. Yeah, it, I mean, to be honest, it's really no fun. Yeah, it's really no fun. If people for someone who never been to a live wrestling match, it's just like you're in there. It's so quiet, it's ridiculous. It's like you're watching people wrestling. But if you imagine that if you're home, you see all the excitement, you hear everything on the TV. It's a totally you get the different. camera angles, you get the loud sound effects. But when you're watching it there, it just seems like all right, like all right, you know, what's going to happen? You know, everybody cheers. You know, when they hit like a certain move, but during the rest of it, it's pretty quiet. It's it's wow. really and sometimes it can be more enjoyable watching it at home. Unless you got really good seats. Right. If you're not first five rows, forget about it. <laughs> That's not to discourage anybody from buying wrestling tickets, of course. Uh, you know, go see the live shows and support the companies. But it's just different. You're not going to get, you know, and I probably shouldn't say this because they'll still my idea, but they'll probably steal it anyway. They'll probably just come up with it. But you know how they have, like, Bluetooth headphones and shit? It would be amazing if they could come up with a technology that you go see a wrestling show. You know how you go on an airplane and you could buy headsets? That you could buy headsets at a wrestling show, pay $10 for use or whatever, they Bluetooth, and you can actually put them on and listen to the commentating as you're watching it live. But it wouldn't be the same because, you know, they got the delay, like, on TV. So, you know, That's when it comes, it'll be all fucked up. The match will be over and he's still calling it. <laughs> You already gonna see what happened, but then he calling it five seconds later in your head, ten seconds later. All right, well, listen. So Hulk Hogan, you know, talking about wrestling. Hulk Hogan again, like we said, iconic legend. Can't write the book of wrestling or talk about the book of wrestling without Hulk Hogan. Three years ago, Hulk Hogan was erased from WWE Hall of Fame, which he was inducted into in 2005. The website was scrubbed. Uh, the network was scrubbed. There was no mention of Hulk Hogan. 
because a audio tape surfaced. Uh, Hulk Hogan was recorded. He didn't know he was being recorded. Uh, I believe this was when he was, um, this was around the time he was having sex with his best friend's wife, Bubba the Love Sponge, his wife, and all of this was recorded. And here's what he said, quote, and he's, and he's referring to his daughter, Brooke, and, and someone that, he, that, that she's dating. He says, quote, I don't know if Brooke was fucking the black guy's son. I mean, I don't have double standards. I mean, I'm a racist to a point, fucking niggers. But, but then when it comes to nice people and shit and whatever, I mean, I mean, I'd rather she was, if she was going to fuck some nigger, I'd rather she'd marry an eight foot tall nigger worth $100 million, like a basketball player. I guess we're all a little racist, fucking nigger. So this was words directly from uh, Hulk Hogan, real name Terry Bollea. When WWE learned of this audio tape, or they kind of had a, a, a notion that it was coming, they were tipped off, they got rid of Hulk Hogan from the website, got rid of him from the Hall of Fame, and tried to do as much damage control as possible. Three years later, WWF says that Hogan's public apologies and his redemption tour of sorts um, has, has been su uh, substantial enough that they want to welcome him back in and reinstate him. What's your thoughts on, on that? Before we get into the wrestlers responding and, 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 and our personal thoughts, just your, your initial thoughts on WWF saying three years has been enough punishment. Uh, let's welcome him back in. And, and, and think about that in the context of also Roseanne and what recently happened to her. Right. Well, first things first, once a racist, always a racist. Mm. So let's get that out the way. Uh, secondly, you know, it's all about money. The WWE understands, just like we said from the beginning, you can't talk about the book of wrestling without saying the name Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. You know, so they're saying after three years, after some redemption tours he went on, after saying he's apologetic, that it's been enough time for him to come back and, you know, show his face around wrestling and they should accept him back. So the way that I feel about it is that he said what he said. He's a racist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nothing's going to change my mind about, you know, Hulk Hogan. I mean, at the end of the day, we all grew up loving Hulk Hogan, saying your mm -hmm. prayers, eating your vitamins. I had T-shirts that I ripped up. I got my ass whipped for ripping my T-shirts trying to be like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, hey, he, he, he's a racist, just like we, we all know racist. Like, you know what I'm saying? We all know racist. So, at the end of the day, he's a racist. He's not the first racist. He's not going to be the last. Mm. He's brought back because at the end of the day, it's a money thing. They have to make money. I mean, he, he did get a, you know. But do you think WWE can actually make money with a guy who has become, you know, who went from being the quintessential wrestler to now being a very political and polarizing figure? Do you think that this is going to hurt or harm the WWE brand? It's, gonna, it's not going to harm the WWE brand, Flood. You got to understand, this is wrestling. Mm. This, is, this is 2018. This is America. Look at the climate we're in. Some people will say, you know, some people will try to tell you, oh, he said that because Donald Trump. Donald Trump wasn't even in the office when, saying, when, it, when this came out. But that, mm -hmm. that, that's just the climate we're in right now. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm not going to keep harping on, you know, uh, I was fucked up when I heard about it. Absolutely. I said, damn, I'm, you know, somebody I looked up to, whatever, something like that. Not like I'm saying I wanted to model my life after him. Not right. like I, I ain't not, not like that. But, you know, as far as what he did as an entertainer. He was larger than life. I love this craft. Absolutely. He was great at what he did. I mean, it's just like a basketball player or somebody like that. You know, same difference. But he's a human being at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So he said he's a racist. He's a racist. So, like, I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to profit off of races. They have, they have more races that are, you know, not known to the public that are working for the WWE, just like any corporation. Like, races are all, all, all over. So, right. 
are we going to say, you know, let's protest at WWE because they have Hulk Hogan working there when, you know, Vince McMahon, when this story first broke, uh, Vince McMahon had a skit, like you remember we talked about, when he did a segment with, a, I think it was John Cena, and he said, hey, what up, my nigga? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and Booker T, a uh, 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 black wrestler, former five-time, uh, five-time, five-time, five-time WCW world champion, was standing by, and he said, he turned to his wife uh, and said, tell me he didn't just say that. Right, and that was part of the script. That's part of the script. Right, so you have a black man letting a white man down. And I'm going to break it down and tell you what the distinction is, Flood, what they would say. The difference is because he said nigger instead of nigger. Right. You see how Kogan was using the ER. Now, you have some white people will tell you, you know, there's a difference. You know, when you say that ER, you know, you really mean you. That really means that you're trying to hit home. You're trying to cut them. You're trying to make it That's hurt. how I feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, to me, it's no difference. Mm. There's no difference. You call me a nigga, you call me a nigger. There's no difference to me. Like you know what I'm saying? Yes, but isn't it? But to me, because of context and culture, there's a difference because nigga is kind of like a term of endearment. It's a it's a way of 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 um you know welcoming and acknowledging people. Yo, what's up, my nigga? Oh man, that nigga crazy as shit, or something like that. Whereas nigger had a very distinct uh place in American society. Where it was like, hey, no niggers can eat at this lunch counter. Hey, no niggers can come to this school. It had a context and a culture of of hatred and racism and otherism attached to it. Whereas nigga seems to be more germane to a term of endearment and a word that was kind of, you know, taken back and owned by black people and people of color. Right. And, you know, I set that question up so beautifully and you, you opened up the door so eloquently. So let me walk right in. That's the problem in society right now. What is the difference between a white racist calling you a nigger or a nigger? You're still going to be upset at that white person, right? Well, I've talked to people, you know, I remember when, 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 um, what's the guy's name? Kendra Lamar uh, pulled a, one of his fans off stage because she said nigger while rapping his lyrics. And, you know, I was talking to one of my young boys on my block and he was like, he doesn't have a problem if Latinos, Mexicans, or even white people say nigger. Because he went to Catholic school and some of his best friends are white. And they was like, yo, what's up, nigga? And, and, and he was okay with that. Whereas he would have been not okay had it been the ER. Right. That's that's my point. And what I'm saying is, you know, what's the difference? I mean, we got to stop, you know, trying to, you know, play semantics with the ER and the A. I mean, mm-hmm. either, either we don't like the word or we do like the word. I mean, you can't say, you know, and that's what I'm saying. If it's a white racist, if Hulk Hogan would have been saying nigga, would have been the difference? Well, I think because of the context in his whole statement, no, it wouldn't have been a difference because his statement, the context of his statement was to be disparaging because in between the N-word that he dropped, he's admitting, I'm a little bit racist. I guess I'm racist. I'm racist. What? So he's, he's acknowledged the use of the N-word, whether it was ERA, was rooted in his statement wherein he's acknowledging his racism. So he could have said monkey or fucking candy cane, you know, the implication was he's not a fan of black people. That's the point that I'm saying to you, Flood. So regardless of what he said, that's what I'm saying. He's already known. He said, I'm a racist, right? So what the fuck does it matter if he's saying nigger or nigger? He's already telling you, I'm a fucking racist, right? Well, yeah, but 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 again, people aren't debating. I mean, people aren't debating the ER and the, e and the A as in regards to, to, to Hogan. They're just kind of like... How do you apologize for something you are? 
and, and that's to say you haven't really apologized for saying it. You haven't apologized for admitting you're racist. You kind of just, you kind of just been atoning, I guess. I haven't heard any public apology. I know he's been he spoke to the wrestling locker room at, at the Extreme Rules pay per view on Sunday, mm-hmm. but I don't know of any you know public apology really. You no, know, you know press conference or anything like that. And again, I mean, if you apologize, are you apologizing because you got caught? Or have you actually had a change of heart? Because what you said in the privacy of where you were when you didn't know you were being recorded is who you are. Right. And Flood, here's the bottom line. I mean, the bottom line is this. When the the story first broke, he didn't say, oh, man, I didn't mean to say it. He said, oh, first thing he said was, I didn't know I was being recorded. Mm -hmm. So he's not apologetic. So regardless of whatever redemption, just like you said, I've never seen him make a public statement. I've never seen him appear on any show with anybody saying I'm apologetic. I apologize for what I said. I, so I don't know where the WWE is getting this. You know, uh, he went on a tour. You know, after these three years, he showed remorse. When I haven't seen it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to read you a, 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 a snippet of an article published by theshadowleague.com. It's entitled "Hogan's Reinstatement Was the Low Blow Black WWE Fans Saw Coming." Again, this is published by theshadowleague.com, and it's entitled Hogan's Reinstatement Was the Low Blow Black WWE Fans Are Coming. It reads, Hulk Hogan being back in the company feels like the twisting of a knife Vince McMahon has had in black spines for decades, a final and definite concession that we don't matter to him. Right now, I feel horribly for the black wrestlers, writers, producers, and other employees who spent their lives dreaming of working for WWE only to have to look an admitted racist in the eye and pretend to be okay with him coming back without any tangible consequences or sorrows for his actions. This is all honestly heartbreaking. WWE made a firm decision to spit in the face of every black person who has ever been associated with them. Your reaction. Wow. That was wow. That was powerful right there. (laughs) I mean, you know, like, that's how some people feel. That's how some people look at it, like, at the end of the day. I mean, you bring it back home. This man said he's a known racist, like, at the end of the day. What? Just like to your point, will they make money off of him? Will people pay to see Hulk Hogan? Will they boycott the shows that he's going to be at? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, we really got to understand and talk about this, especially in this climate. Well, I think that the move has made WWE more uh, political than it, it wanted to be. Uh, I do think that there is a market for Hulk Hogan. Uh, people will, just as much as people are willing to look past Bill Cosby's uh, troubles, they're willing to look past Hulk Hogan's. And especially if you are a racist wrestling fan, you probably identify more with Hulk Hogan than you ever did in your life. And so if WWE releases a ultimate Hulk Hogan collection or if Hulk Hogan is featured at the next pay-per-view as a special guest referee or a special enforcer, there will be uh, people who buy into that. But now there will also be people, whether they be Black Lives Matter or otherwise, the NAACP, who will protest Vince McMahon and the WWE, who will sign petitions, who will write think pieces in op-eds saying that this is insensitive. And then it also sets a precedent for other TV entities to forgive passive grievances for, from their stars, like Roseanne who tweeted about Valerie Jarrett in, 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 uh, a, a, a month ago that she was the birth, she was a child of the Planet of the Apes and the Muslim Brotherhood. And Roseanne, of course, said, I'm not racist, unlike Hulk Hogan. 
who admitted he was. Roseanne said, I'm not racist. I thought she was white. So, I mean, if Hogan could be redeemed, there's chance for Roseanne, right? Where does Absolutely. it end? And we have to bring Roseanne back. You know, I said that from the beginning. I don't think she should have been, you know, the show should have been fired, like, you know, terminated for because of that. You know, that's nonsense. Now, here you have a known racist, Hulk Hogan. I'm a known racist. He's coming back after three years. So is the penalty now for racist? Uh, well, she's not a racist, but Hulk Hogan is a known racist. So what's her penalty? Half? A year and a half? Then she comes back? I mean, where, does, where do we draw the line, Flood? What's going on? Mark Henry, uh, former world champion and the world's strongest man. He's one of the black wrestlers to ever make it to the main event in WWE. Uh, he said that the wrestling locker room is split 50-50 on Hogan coming back. The New Day, uh, Kofi Kingston, um, Elijah Woods, I think his name is, and yeah. Big E. Uh, they, yeah, they, so you read it. They, they sent out a statement. Uh, and, and part, it reads, uh, we don't wish to spend the energy debating the point because between our kids, our external ventures, and this job, our energy is spread thin already. How do we feel indifferent? Uh, they went on to say, we find it difficult to simply forget Hogan's racist comments, but we also do not respond with more feelings of hate. Instead, we do not associate with the people who convey or have conveyed this negative and hurtful mindset. This instant will be no different. They go on to say that perhaps if we see him make a genuine effort to change, then maybe our opinion will change with him. And this is arguably uh, the New Day is arguably one of WWE's most successful black acts they have on the roster right now. Um, three wrestlers who can very much hold their own in a single competition are, are, are teen as a faction. And they're basically saying they don't have any feelings towards this. They're not going to associate with Hogan. He's coming back for business. Let him do his business as long as we don't have to be in a program with him. That's kind of what it is. Titus O'Neil uh, issued a, a similar statement. Uh, it must be hard to be a black wrestler right now, right? Yeah, absolutely, because you have someone with a whole world's watching. You know, everybody's like, well, wait a minute. So how would he, how is he going to interact around these black wrestlers? Is he, he said he's a known racist. So if you're a known racist, how do you feel about these black wrestlers that you've been, that you've been pretending to like all this time? Mm. You know, what about mm. Mr. T? You know, you were in the movie mm. with Mr. T. You were in WrestleMania with Mr. T. Has Mr. T spoken out about this? Mm. That's actually an interesting thing. I, I haven't seen anything about that. I'll Google that now, but you're right. Not only was he with Mr. T at WrestleMania, but when Hulk Hogan joined WCW, he had Mr. T come back with him when he took on, I believe, Ric Flair at Bash of the Beach 94, I believe. Yeah, so, and then you got to mention Tiny Zeus Lister from the movie, um, what was the wrestling movie that, that Hogan... Uh, and, uh, uh... Yeah, but I'm saying, what was the movie that Hogan did with Zeus? Who's Bard. Bard? No, who's Bard, right, right. You know, where he, he was count, co-starring with the black uh, a gentleman. So, I mean, maybe Hogan was just a good businessman. And he said, look, I'm going to do business with whoever I need to do business with. But, but at the end of the day, I'm a little bit racist. And, you know, if my, if my, if my daughter is going to date a fucking nigger, then I'd rather she be with the eight-foot-tall money-making nigger. I mean, that's some really, really real shit. That's a really real tall nigger. <laughs> I mean, he's a really, really tall person, eight-foot-tall. <laughs> um so i mean it's just kind of like uh you know i, w I also want to read this piece too from the same article because i thought it was um uh interesting and then i want to bring up something else in this article this article goes on to say to be a black wrestling fan is to be someone at odds with one's own moral integrity wrestling as a genre of entertainment has relished any chance 
to base its entertainment on racial stereotypes. As a lifelong wrestling fan, I've seen it all from pimps, he's referring to the Godfather, to crime time, to mammy stereotypes, and wrestlers being told they were too criminal to win the world title. That letter reference, latter reference was referring to Booker T and Triple H in the mid-2000s feud. Um, that's actually very true, because this is something that I felt for a long time as a black wrestling fan, a lifelong wrestling fan, who dates back from Ultimate Warrior and Razor Ramon to someone who even dabbles and watches the product sometimes today. It's hard to be a black wrestling fan when you see some of the stereotypes that the black characters are asked to play. But to be fair, all of the characters are based on racial stereotypes in one way or another, even the Latinos and the white ones. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You remember the Godwins. They were hog farmers. They wore overalls for the ring and, and pig slop. Yeah, the Bushwhackers. I mean, we got the Bushwhackers. <laughs> the Disciples of Apocalypse, the biker gangs. Yeah, you had George the Animal Still, who was a mentally ill white man. Like, mm -hmm. used to eat turnbuckles and all that. <laughs> With a green tongue. Right, green tongue. Like, come on, man. I mean, it is what it is, man. But, I mean, wrestling is entertainment at the end of the day. People got to understand that. So it's just like you're playing a role in the movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you want to play a role in a movie about, you know, whether it is, a, you know, some type of racial figure, some type of, you know, political figure, whatever it is, you know, that's the role you take on. I mean, because mm -hmm. that's what you do. But, I mean, it, 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 at the end of the day, it's still up to those black entertainers to take on those roles. If they feel like they don't want to do it, they don't have to do it. But at the end of the day, they got to feed their families and they got to do what they got to do to succeed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's another part of the, you know, issue we got to talk about as well. Because I'm quite sure there were some roles that I know, you know, some people turned down. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to do this. I'm just not going to do this. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It goes like entertainers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the uh, – before I want to go to Twitter, but there's also uh, – there's a tweet. Um, and of course, China passed away. Um, uh, Joan Laura was her real name. But her Twitter account uh, is still active. And uh, someone tweeted – from that account on July 16th, a sentiment also expressed in this article. I'll read the piece in the article and then I'll read the tweet. Um, let's not forget that a few years ago, WWE executive and wrestler Triple H said that he couldn't look his daughters in the eye and explain to them how China, a WWE icon, could get into the Hall of Fame after having been featured in a sex tape. Uh, China went on to have a full-fledged porn career. Uh, apparently Triple H has no problem looking his daughters in the eye to explain to them how he allowed a racist into the Hall of Fame. And then on Twitter on July 16th from China's account, it says, if Hulk Hogan can get back into the WWE Hall of Fame, then I love our chances for China, but it's up to her fans. Please tweet, Facebook, email everyone in the WWE universe, in the WWE universe, excuse me, and let them know it's time to let China in. That's a really fair point, right? I mean, to say that we can't have China in the Hall of Fame because she did porn, but we welcome back Hulk Hogan, who said, I'm a racist, and called his daughter's boyfriend a fucking nigger. That, that's the height of hypocrisy, is it not? So this is, you know, you know, let, let me say something. First of all, I didn't even know China was not in the Hall of Fame. 
You know. Oh yeah, they tried to distance her from the company ever since she did porn. For who the hell does the WWE think they are because of porn? You know how many times they had these women come out there doing all kind of sexually uh, rated stuff and all kinds of. I'll take you back to the days of Trish Stratus and the days of uh, what's what's the chick with gold dust used to come out there and Marlena. Like, come on, are they serious? I take you back. No, I take you back to when Sable was nude for Playboy. Hey. What about, what about the sex scene they had in the hospital bed and all that? What about Val Venus, the pornographic adult film star character? Are you kidding me, WWE? Are they serious? <laughs> so, yes, for those who don't know, China, who was the first female to ever hold the Intercontinental Champion, who was in the Royal Rumble, uh, who was an integral part to the D-Generation X, who was uh, Triple H's girlfriend and love interest before Stephanie McMahon, uh, uh, she is not in the WWE and WWE and particularly Triple H has gone on record and saying because of her career in porn and the sex tape that she did with X-Pac entitled One Night in China that she's not a good fit for WWE's wholesome PG-13 brand. Well, that was a hell of a title One Night in China. I like that. <laughs> All right, R.I.P. China. <laughs> did you ever see that sex tape? No, I didn't even know it existed. I didn't even know it existed. Oh, Ike. I watched it. It's uh, really <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have admitted that in hindsight, <laughs> but I'm a wrestling fan and everything wrestling, so I wanted to see. <laughs> they were high. Oh, my. You know, China and Xbox used to do meth and shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember they was on the uh, they used to be on a reality show. I used to watch them. It was real celebrity sad. rehab or something, right? It was real sad. Yeah, but yeah, China. I, I think that this this makes the case for China being in the WWE. Hall of Fame, like if not, then I mean, Jesus Christ, you know. <laughs> yeah, the fans of the W. Listen, let me talk to the uh, WWE uh, universe right now. If okay. you guys, for one second, sit back and let this happen. You have a known racist coming back into the WWE Hall of Fame, and the WWE, who's known back in the uh, Attitude Era for sex and violence and all kind of stuff, are going to say they don't have China. China, the woman, the first woman intercontinental champion. She was a nice wonder of the world. Yes, come on. She took them, helped them get through the Attitude Era, helped them do the battle with Monday Night, uh, Monday, uh, uh, what was that? Monday Night Nitro, Monday Night Wars. Yeah, Monday Night Wars. She helped them through that. Like, this is China. We're talking, this is Joni fucking Lawler we're talking about here. You got to be kidding me, WWE Universe. This is Hulk Hogan, a fucking racist that they're going to bring back into the fucking Hall of Fame. Come on, Triple H. What is wrong? Stephanie McMahon, step up. Say something. Vince, what is wrong with y'all? Come on, man. What's the, what's the opening of the song of Hulk Hogan's song that you texted to me? <laughs> when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yo, that was my shit. When I joined, you come on, she's hear that music. Oh, yeah. I am, and then I am a real American fighting the rights for every man. See, we should have known back then he got a song like that. You know you're racist. Dude, I'm a real American. I'm a nigga hating American. God damn it. Make America great again is probably what he said in his sleep. It all makes sense now. So Jerry Lawler, the king of Memphis, the king of Memphis wrestling, on July 16th, the same day that China uh, account tweeted what she tweeted, he said, removing Hulk Hogan from the Hall of Fame was an overreaction, and he blamed a politically correct culture. Oh, yeah. Well, Jerry Lawler, I mean, we, I'm not going to say he's a racist, but he was, you know, he would strike me as, you know, one, two. I mean, he just, he, you know, that's, he's from Memphis. Jerry Lawler, what do you expect? 
Mm. Coming from that, you know, south, you know, that down south background and all that. Like you know what I'm saying, get out of my fucking yard, nigga. What are you doing around here? I mean, it's Jerry Law. I, you know, what do you expect? People it's who, time. Go ahead. What'd you say? The people who come out in defense of races, you know, with shit like that, you know, that shows you what their character about. That shows you what they are. Mm. After after all the information was out, and that was when you know what he had to say about it, that just shows you what he's about. Maybe that's why he's not with the WWE any longer. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about let's talk about his uh, issues that he had, you know, beating mm-hmm. up his you know his wife's and girlfriends and shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, mm-hmm. so uh, again, WWE explained that it felt that Hogan's numerous public apologies and volunteer work were sufficient criteria for reinstating Hogan into his Hall of Fame. Uh, there was a funny tweet I wanted to read for you. Um, it comes from Bop Misha, B-O-P-M-I-S-H-A on Twitter, uh, username Ricky Spanish. It says, Hawk Hogan be saying brother with the hard E-R, and y'all surprised he said nigger. <laughs> I just thought that was, that was really fucking funny. <laughs> I tell you, it makes sense. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't like Jay on Twitter. I don't like Jay username El Super Negro says the people that are defending Hark Hogan are the one of the reasons why I hate wrestling fans so much. There are so many undercover bigots and racists in the wrestling world. I mean, I, I, it's so many bigots and racists in the real world. Um, they just happen to watch wrestling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's nothing unique to wrestling. But uh, Twitter, Twitter seems pretty, pretty split. But but there are a lot of people who who just you know, who don't really get it, uh, at Young Littlefoot, that's Y-U-N-J, uh, excuse me, G, Young Littlefoot says, what really baffles me about this Hulk Hogan situation is people really think you can raise 64 years of being a racist in three years. Um, she goes on to say, fuck Hulk Hogan and anybody that loves him. Dang. So some pretty strong, some pretty strong opinions. I don't know, you know, for me as a lifelong wrestling fan, I don't know if my, my opinions are, are that strong. I mean, I get it from a business angle why Vince McMahon did what he did. Um, I just think that he's bringing more hell upon himself by by bringing Hogan back. I think that for a while there's going to be some some protesting, but at the same time, you know, to your first thing you said on the podcast, how can you talk? How can you have a wrestling Hall of Fame without Hulk Hogan? And I am one who and I don't want to be a hypocrite, which is why I'm torn because. While I think Hulk Hogan's what he said, what he said was is is just you know unforgivable and, and, and to a degree, uh, it, it was completely uh, uh, uncalled for and inappropriate and, and unfortunate. Um, uh, people uh, shouldn't be judged by their worst moment. Uh, him him saying that their, their entire life should be judged by their one moment. But but more importantly than that, I believe that you have to separate the art from the artist. And that's because, that because a artist did something infallible, that their art needs to be rescinded from culture. I feel that way about Bill Cosby. He's a sexual offender. He's a sexual predator, according to the jury. But that doesn't mean you have to erase his work uh, and contributions to culture because it, it helped the culture, it informed the culture, and other generations can enjoy the art while still understanding that the artist is a flawed individual. And so when you have a WWF Hall of Fame, to have Hulk Hogan in there is historically accurate because he was the late 80s and early 90s before they replaced him with Ultimate Warrior. But you should be able to say Hulk Hogan, the character, Hulk Hogan, the brand, uh, is in the WWE Hall of Fame 
because that's where it belongs. However, Terry Bollea, the gentleman from Florida who played the character, is a racist and an extremely flawed individual. Both of them should be able to be true simultaneously. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, and, I, and I agree with you 100%. I mean, you can't take away from his accomplishments as a WWF, WWE, WW, WCW superstar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. If you're going to talk about, you know, the Hall of Fame wrestlers in, you know, in the world, he is one of them. So he mm-hmm. belongs in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As far as I'm coming up to shows and all that, I mean, he don't need to be doing all that. He's done that already. That's why he's mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame. So now mm-hmm. that you know he's a racist, I mean, so listen, we understand he's a racist. We dealt with it, but he's a Hall of Famer. We're going to leave him in the Hall of Fame. You can go to Netflix. You can go to our, you know, I mean, not Netflix. You can go to WWE Network, watch shows that he was in before and all that, but he won't be appearing in any future shows or anything like that. I mean, you can mm. do it like that. He doesn't have to be in the future. I mean, he's okay. a Hall of Famer. Understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we got to mm-hmm. understand that. We can't, just like just like Bill Cosby, yes. He's just, and just, just to your point, because you bring up a really, really good point. I want to just make sure we clarify for the listeners. WWE said they reinstated him into the Hall of Fame, but he does not have a wrestling contract. So he is not booked to appear on any future shows. He doesn't have a contract to do any DVDs or commentating or anything like that. As of now, he's just simply reinstated into the Hall of Fame. Right. And that's that's all they have to do. Just like Bill Cosby. He's a disgusting individual, Mm -hmm. but... I to take his shows. I grew up loving Bill Cosby shows. Like, come on, man, who didn't love the Cosby show? Like, then it spun off to a different world. We we, we, we watched all that. Mm-hmm. So I would love for my kids to watch the Cosby show and understand, you know, what was going on because they need to know. Oh, Daddy, well, who was he? Well, he was Bill Cosby. He got found guilty for doing this. He was doing so. We we can't hide this stuff. We we got to know what's going on. Our kids need to know. My kids watch wrestling. They seen Hulk Hogan before. They understand what he said. They understand. I had to talk with him about the whole situation. So. Mm-hmm. They know what's going on. Like at the end of the day, yes, these are who people are. At the end of the day, he's a he's a wrestler. You like him. He does great things that you like. You may want to be a wrestler one day, but you know, in his life off the camera, he's a racist. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how he, this is how he feels about black people. This is how. And, and and if you followed Hulk Hogan's trial with Gawker over the sex tape, uh, and I I um yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And there's a Netflix DV, a Netflix documentary about Hogan's trial. Um, he got uh, paid from that. He got he got paid a lot of money from that, and he shut down Gawker. He bankrupted them. Sure. Um, but but Hogan makes it very clear in that documentary. Uh, uh, excuse me, in that trial, and the documentary covers that. Uh, and I'll look up the name of the documentary before the podcast is over, so you guys can check it out. Um, uh, that Terry Bollea and Hulk Hogan are two different people. Now, there there was the case that the, the Gawker had said, you know, you know, that they had the right to publish the sex tape because Hulk Hogan had made his sex life part of the public by um, bragging that he had a 10-inch cock. Right. And on the trial, Terry Bollea, the real individual, says he doesn't have a 10-inch cock, that Hulk Hogan has a 10-inch cock. It was probably the weirdest, most surreal moment of that trial but it was a break in which you really saw Terry Bollea and the character he created. And uh, I think that using that distinction, we should also use that to inform how we look at this situation and say, you know, Hulk Hogan, the brand, is in the Hall of Fame. Terry Bollea is still a racist piece of shit for all, all intents uh, and purposes, right? The same thing about Scott Hall 
uh, Razor Ramon as inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, not Scott Hall, the person. So I, I think this is about, for, for your to your point, original point, this is about business. WWE wants the right to be able to market and license that Hulk Hogan name and brand again, but they don't necessarily want to do business with Terry Bollea. And though you can kind of separate that in language, it's very hard to do that in practice because you can say you want to market the Hulk Hogan name and brand, but there's no way to do that without doing business with Terry Bollea. Right, exactly. And that's what it is because, you know, at the end of the day, um, WWE owns you know, the name Hulk Hogan, well, they don't own the name Hulk Hogan, but as far as the, all the, you know, merchandise, all the stuff they got with him, they want to profit off of it. So right. at the end of the day, yeah, he doesn't have a contract to, you know, appear in the shows, you know, stuff like that, but he is a Hall of Famer. He has to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. So, you mean, unfortunately, you know, the tape came out, well, I'm not unfortunately, but I'm glad the tape came out and, you know, we seen who, unfortunately, he is. So, I mean, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- uh, shout out to Mark Samuel Gribben on Twitter at Big Mark 2010. He tweeted the New Day. Uh, at, he said, How about New Day at True Kofi at Xavier Woods, PhD at WWE Big E? Have more respect for Hogan because he built that ring you stand in so proudly. He's almost chastising the black wrestlers for dissenting from this idea of Hogan being there. And, and again, that's his opinion. And I'm sure there's more people who, who, th- who are there. And I don't think that the the new day in their statement this this disrespected hogan they said they're indifferent right they, they didn't disrespect him they understood that he's an icon they understood why he was bought back for business reasons but they don't have to associate with them is what they said and, and that's what people don't understand like and you know that's how i live my life i know what you are i know what you're about like you say i don't have to associate with you like mm-hmm. i don't care how you feel about me you could you could want to associate with me all you want to you know what I'm saying, but I don't have I don't want to associate with you because of what you are, what you represent, and that's that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Your last thoughts on this situation, my friend. Well, man, I just want to say, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan is a legend in the wrestling game. Uh, once again, uh, shout out to you know all the wrestling fans who are still you know watching wrestling, still go to the shows and everything like that. Don't let this, you know, don't let this be something in your mind where you say, Well, I'm going to boycott wrestling because from what I'm from what I'm hearing, from what I'm saying, uh, I don't think Hulk Hogan will be coming up to the shows and all that be involved in the shows. God, I, I think Vince knows better, you know, Triple H knows better. Well, well, just 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 to say, there is rumors going around, and it was reported by What Culture Wrestling and others that uh the next pay-per-view, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar, uh uh, or I think that it's gonna be a SummerSlam, that it's potential that Hogan will be the special enforcer. And that Brock Bobby Lashley will win that match. WWE will crown their first ever black WWE champion, and Hogan will be there to raise the arm. I hope that that's simply a rumor because that would be the most manufactured piece of shit that I've ever seen. If that happens, let me let me say something to you, Flood. If something like that happens, uh, wrestling fans, uh, I will no longer be participating in. <laughs> Uh, my children will not be participating in. I'll be done after that because, just like you said, that's the that's so fucking generic. It's so fucking like, come on, man. Mm. Really? And it's so transparent. It's so you can see exactly what they're trying to do. You bring wow. Hogan back, and then he's there to crown the first black WWE champion. I mean, again, this is just rumor and innuendo that's being reported by some of the wrestling press. But it doesn't. That doesn't. I don't put it past Vince McMahon to do something like that. 
Yeah, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely not even enough to do that, man. Yes. By the way, the DVD, the, the Netflix documentary I was talking about is called "Nobody Speak: Trials of the Free Press," uh, and it's uh, it's framed by Hulk Hogan's legal battle with the website Gawker, and the documentary assesses the state of journalism. It's really, really interesting look at at the intersections of of journalism and Hulk Hogan's career and where character and personhood. Uh, end and begin. So if I've, you've never seen, have you seen this one, Ike? No. Yeah, check it out. Nobody speaks. I think you'll like it. It's really, really good. I'll check it out later on. And it takes you like inside the courtroom, behind the scenes strategy, uh, preparing for the lawsuit. Um, you know, interesting and intimate looks at Hawk Hogan. The uh, I should say Terry Bollea, uh, the the human being uh, outside of the the, the character Hogan. Uh, uh, and you see him being vulnerable and crying, and it's just really interesting. I'm gonna check it out. Um, my last thoughts on this is, you know, I, I, I am not going to boycott WWE after this. I'm not going to pretend that I am. Uh, 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 I would say that I'm disappointed in WWE's decision, but I also understand why they did it from a business standpoint. Um, everybody deserves a second or third chance, but again, an admitted racist. Uh, as long as you're still a racist, I don't know if you deserve a second chance. I don't know if I've heard Hulk Hogan say, I'm not racist anymore. You know what I mean? Or I've been delivered. God has set me free from this demon of racism. I haven't heard anything like that. And so while I do believe that no one should be judged by their single worst day and that everybody deserves second and third chances, they have to be genuinely asking for that second chance. And they have to uh, uh, disavow uh, the words and the sentiment led them to be in need of a second chance. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. So, no, do we hear that? I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it either. So, shout out to the New Day and Mark Henry and Titus O'Neil and the other black wrestlers who 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 are issuing statements, who are 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 being uh, true to themselves and are saying, you know, we're not going to stop the company that we work with from doing business, but but we're going to. Uh, being different and we're, we're going to not associate ourselves with this person. We're not going to be all Joe, you know what I mean? And hype because he's Hulk Hogan. We know how he feels about us. He's made that clear. Uh, there's no reason to bullshit. So I, I, I think that's respect. And that's probably the realest thing about wrestling. <laughs> so on that tip, I can well, give you information, how people can keep up with you, follow you online and hear more from you. Well, let me tell you something for the German man. Anchor app, man. Raw Talk with Ike Raw. Follow Ike Raw. Subscribe to Anchor. Raw Talk with Ike Raw. I'm going to think flood. Follow Ike Raw on Twitter, man. That's at Ike Raw 1977. For all you Ike Raw maniacs out there on social media, Facebook at North Philly Ike Raw, Facebook and Instagram. Thank you, Flood's Drummer. Now, Hogan, uh, he had lust in his eyes. I can't. <coughs> that hurt. <coughs> I was trying to do the Macho Man voice, <coughs> but that hurt. I couldn't do it. I can't do it anymore. Anyway, you can follow me on social media at Flood the Drummer. That's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, subscribe to the Drumming for Justice podcast on iTunes, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are available. Um, and also stay tuned for my article on this matter, which will be published on Goodman Project and Apple News. So if you are an iPhone and iPad user at Techbook Online, to your Apple News Reader. 
And don't forget to subscribe to Raw Talk with Ike Raw's podcast. You can also find that on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, and wherever else podcasts are available. As promised, we are back in the saddle, dusted off the mics on the Anchor app, and we'll be coming to you as often as possible, delivering you uh, great content. Shout out to everybody who listened to the last episode we did on the Fatal Rittenhouse Stabbing. Shout out to uh, Brother Ben, who I met in downtown Philadelphia yesterday. Ike Raw, big fan of the podcast. Loves hearing you, loves hearing me. Uh, shout out to Brother Timothy in South Philly. Shout out to Gary Butler, 15, who I know is listening, and, and all the others who are appreciative of the time that Ike Raw and I take out to discuss these topics, to give our perspective, and to entertain you. We greatly appreciate it. Until next time, I'm Flood the Drummer, and I'm Drumming for Justice. 